0: Hi, to all my online family. I love you so much. I'm so grateful that you're joining in with us today. And man, hasn't worship just been amazing and phenomenal? And I'm so grateful that you take the time to tune in with us. So whether you're in, in the real moment that we're broadcasting or whether you're watching this a little bit later, I just want to thank you. Thanks for joining in with us. We love you. We're praying for you. We're believing that COVID would not, will not come nigh your dwelling, that you're going to stay strong and protected and strength to you. And our prayers are always with you. And even i may I get to see you face-to-face. We're in online community, which is super cool, right? Well, today we're starting a new series called the Lego Series. Come on, don't you like Legos? Come on, give me some clap hands in the chat box about how much you love Legos. Legos are awesome. Uh, In my day, uh, we had something called Lincoln Logs. That's how old I am. But uh, Legos are even cooler. When they came along, I enjoyed those as a kid as well. And what I love about the Bible and what I love about my Jesus is it multiple times that we see in the Gospels as Jesus is trying to teach biblical understanding, He's trying to teach God's nature and God's ways, he uses and illustrates to the people around him using the things that they use in everyday life, just everyday stuff he would use. For example, he'd talk about seeds to help them understand the growth of something. He would he would take uh, wheat and he would compare it to uh, weeds. And he would say, you know, like uh, the, the people who serve me and who, who are Christians or followers of God, they're like wheat. And mixed in among them are the weeds, people who don't want to serve God. He always re- was using cool stuff that was around the people to help them understand their God, and uh, and so we want to do that today too. So we're using the Lego Movie in today's teaching to you today. The Lego Movie. Now it's been four or five years ago that that movie came out, and there's been a couple of uh, you know Break All Part Twos and the in the and you know all the different ones. But today I want to focus on some truths out of the Lego Movie. Now I would imagine that most of you probably aren't up to speed in remembering what the Lego movie was all about. So let me set the scene, okay? And since we're on the online community, I can't play video clips for you from it because, you know, that's got copyright laws, blah, 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 But that's okay, because I can tell you the storyline just as good as if we were watching the movie. So in the movie, it all centers around a dude named Emmett. And there's this epic battle happening because Mr. Business is desirous to destroy all the people. There's always this bad guy, right? There's always this guy who's trying to destroy everything. And uh, ultimately, what he wants to do is freeze them because he's got the power of super glue. But hidden somewhere is the cap to the super glue. That's right. It's the, uh, the power to stop the craggle, if you will. And little Emmett, going about his daily routine business, supernaturally finds the cap, the key to it all. And there's this resistance group who's standing against Mr. Business. And really, the whole concept in the the Lego movie is that all of the little Lego people are just going through, they're just drones going through their everyday life. And they have no vision, no purpose. They just do what they're told to do. And as a result, they're living this dead-end life. And they're supposed to be happy about it. And Emmett breaks out of that And we see that there's this whole group of master builders who've broken out of that, and they're trying to change the world for the good. And that really is kind of the gospel message. You know, there is this wonderful plan that God has for all of us, but there is this world system, the forces of evil that literally keep us, if you will, mundane living, living our life with destruction and pain and suffering without any hope. Oh, but I'm so grateful that Jesus Christ came into my life. I don't know if He came into your life, but I want to remind you of a couple key truths today, and that is that each and every one of us have a purpose. We were created by our God, and because He created us, He has a plan for us. In fact, if you will, turn on your Bibles with me. Go with me to Genesis chapter 1, and verse 1. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was without shape and empty, and darkness was over the face of the water, uh, the watery deep, but the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. And then the Bible gives an account of what God created in each one of those days. And then look down in verse 26. This is so beautiful. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let us make mankind, humanity, in our image, after our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all of the earth, and over all the creatures that move on the earth. God created humankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. The reason why this is so critical for us to remind ourselves and to teach our children is that we're not an accident. You know, I appreciate all of our scientific world. I appreciate all of the brilliant minds in the scientific community. But our scientific community have fallen under the guise that somehow, billions of years ago, there was this giant explosion. They call it the Big Bang. And and, and from that came all of the intellectual, all of the intelligent design that we see. And even Darwin called it that everything was evolving into a more intelligent state if you will well there's some truth in some of that there i mean we're getting more brilliant i think i mean i'm grateful i stand on the wisdom of my grandparents and my parents and i've learned things so in that regard there is a evolution if you will but in regards to how it all came about there is one god who created us and the bible gives the account of that and he in his brilliancy he created us in his own image to be like Him. And then He gave us the rulership over all the animals, over the earth itself. We find that account in Genesis chapter 1, and it's a powerful, beautiful account of who God is and who, how He relates to us, that we are not an accident that He Himself made us. He created us in His image. And the reason why this is critical, because Many of us, as we've gone through our education system and we've heard the different viewpoints on where we all came from, we have to solidify the truth in our heart as believers that God made us. Because if God made us, then God has a plan and a purpose for us. What What I love about this whole Lego movie is this little Emmett is running around trying to find out why he is alive. And that really is what's happening on the earth today. Most men and women are running around trying to figure out, why am I here? What, what what am I doing with my life? And can I tell you something? The only way you can figure that out is by knowing your Creator. For God so loved the world, He loves us, that He gave His only begotten Son. God wants a relationship with you and me. And I'm not talking about a met you one time, saw you years ago. I'm talking about a day-to-day relationship that you and I are best friends with Him. You know, I tell the story all the time that I've met some celebrities over the years. And uh, But if you went up to one of those celebrities and you said to them, hey, Pastor Adam McCain was just talking about you, they would go, who? Like, I, I met them, but I don't know them. The God that created you wants to know you. He wants to be in relationship with you. In fact, the scripture says that on that day, talking about the day of judgment, talking about the end of the world, the separation of the sheep and the goats, when God makes all of humanity give an account, literally all of it will be based on whether or not we know him. In fact, one passage of scripture says it like this. He'll say on that day, depart from me, I never Knew you, and they'll say, "But didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we? Didn't we cast out? Didn't we do good things? Weren't we? Didn't we go to church?" And they'll say, "I don't know you." And that word "know" means to know intimately, to have a relationship with. The closest for me is probably to explain that as my wife. I know her. I know know what makes her happy. I know what makes her mad. I really know what makes her mad. And and it seems to be growing. I'm seeing, seeming to learn more about that. And so you and I are on a journey to know our God. Because there is a destructive power that's trying to keep us from knowing our God. Um, When my wife and I were first going out, we were in a really big church, but a really tight community, very tight community of Christians. And we were young, and so maybe some of you have had this experience. You know, uh, when you started dating, you ever notice how people want to get in your business? They want to get in your business. You know what I'm talking about? And the more people that get in your business, the more messy they are and the mess they create in your business. And so my wife and I had gone out once or twice and she, and I was, you know, I was a youth minister and she was, you know, a, a youth leader and, uh, she was in college. And, uh, and I'll never forget. She came to me and she goes, you know, people are asking questions. They want to know, are we dating? What are we doing? And what, what so what do I tell them? What do I tell them? I said, uh, you tell them stay out of our business. She goes, yeah, but it's my best friend. It's this person. I said, you tell them stay out of our business. It's none of their business. And the reason why is because I had enough sense. I've been around the church long enough to know that everybody will push. They will call, they will make things happen that, that we're not even ready to make happen. We just trying to get to know each other. I've just taken you out a couple times. And so she was finally like, well, what do I tell them? So finally in frustration, I just tell them, you tell them this, You tell them that I got you pregnant, and so the pastors are making us go out. She was like, oh, my God, what are you saying? I was like, all right, now, see? And when you tell them that, that's what they'll do. And then you say, now, that's a lie. Now, shut up and stay out of my business. Because they're just looking for juicy information, right? And so what's what's happening in our world today is that as you and I are trying to get close to our God, every force of evil is trying to mess that up. Trying to, oh, well, you know, your your little girl's sick, and so how can God be there for you? Every force of the enemy is trying to mess up this relationship with the living God who created us and who wants to know us. So it's really important that you and I understand. And I want to give you a couple thoughts. When you and I, or when people don't know their Creator, it creates a couple difficulties. Write these down. The first problem that not knowing your Creator causes is that you cannot be confident in your identity. You cannot be confident in your idea. When you don't know your creator, then you don't know what you are. Uh, you think about that. You think about a Tesla car. If a Tesla car had you know, human properties, if it didn't know why it was created, then it wouldn't know what it was. If it didn't know the creator that created it, then why do I exist? All throughout this movie, this Lego movie, Emmett is running around trying to break out of what, you know, he thought he was supposed to be. He didn't know why he was there. And and when you and I don't know why we're there, we don't know if we don't know our creator, we won't know what our identity is. It's been real interesting to me over these last couple years as a senior pastor to watch Christians not know their identity. To be more of a Republican or a Democrat than they were a Christian. See, I know who I am because I know my Creator. I know what He made me to be. I understand His reasoning behind who He made me to be. In fact, 2 Corinthians 5 tells me that I am a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. And and so I always, when I'm working with my friends who who, who really want to know God, but maybe they've identified themselves as LGBTQ or something like that, and I'll sit with them and I'll say, listen, you may have a struggle in that direction. You may you may like that this group of people uh, are embracing of your struggles and things like that. But who are you? See, I know that I am a Christian. I know that I am a follower of the living God. But when you don't know your God, when you don't know your Creator, then you don't really have a clear identity. And so you'll chase after and follow after all these other groupings of people, which is all a part of the plan of the enemy to keep you from not just knowing your God, but being who He made you to be. Years ago, I was in youth ministry, and I had a really large gathering of young people. My wife and I really, it was almost like this beautiful, um, I had this ability to see into things because of the group that I got to pastor, we had a multi-racial youth ministry in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We had black kids, white kids. We had rich black kids, poor black kids, rich white kids, poor white kids, homeschool black kids, homeschool white kids, kids that were in the public school system. And so it was like this laboratory of uh, uh, literally I had a, the ability, of like a, a sociology, you know, experiment to see what life was like in all of these different, if you will, identities and how they identify. And can I tell you something? I learned something. I learned something in pastoring this large, diverse group of people. And that was the problems that they were struggling with, whether it was drugs, sexuality, all of it came down to one truth. They didn't know who they were. And the moment that they had a revelation... That they were created by God. That they were His and His alone. That they were made in His image. All of a sudden, all of these other little groups, these little gangs, this little... Can can I just tell you something? One of the things that I saw in this... You you had rich white kids who were prejudiced, rich black kids who were prejudiced, poor white kids that weren't prejudiced, poor black kids that weren't prejudiced. It was everything all over the... And the common denominator whether they were drug heads, rich kids who had access to all kinds of drugs, poor black kids who didn't have anything but drugs, sexuality here, there. You know what the common denominator was? They did not have purpose. And when you don't have a clear, defined purpose, then you'll go chase after all the other things around you. Which brings me to my second truth. When you don't know your Creator, you don't know your purpose. You don't know why you're here. And when you don't know why you're here, you don't know what you're to accomplish in in your life, then any purpose is worth figuring out. And I tell people all the time, and it may be a little crude, but I tell people all the time, if I didn't know Jesus, I would be smoking all the dope I could smoke. I would be checking, chying out every bit of sexuality. I would be confused about my gender. I would be chasing down all of these Attempts at truth and validation and reason for being on this planet. But because I know my Creator, I'm able to know my purpose. In fact, years ago when I was a young man, I came across this scripture in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4. Let me read it to you Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4. He says, For He, talking about God, chose us in Him before the creation of the world. Blew my mind. So you got to understand, as I've shared with you before, um, I, my stepdad is my dad. But when I came into this planet, my mama was a 16-year-old who got pregnant, and so by all accounts, I was an unwanted pregnancy. It's not wasn't her plan. My biological father had nothing to do with me. I'm sure he just like made a mistake and oops, sorry, and uh, never met him. Never, never. Never spent any time with him, never got a phone call or a letter or a birthday card from him or anything. And that set into my DNA, into my core, a a brokenness that I was an accident. My mom took me and she took her little baby boy and she raised me right and she worked her tail off to give us as much safety and security and she phenomenal woman. And then we got saved and then Mike McCain came into our lives and he became a Christian with us and we, uh, we just, I mean, and in the midst of being a Christian, I still had this, I'm a mistake. I wasn't meant to be until I came across this verse. For He chose us before the foundations of the world. I'm a creationist in my in my theology, uh, in my belief system. So I believe that the b- biblical account of time is actually accurate. So I believe the Earth is about six thousand years old. I dis I disbelieve our scientists' uh, attempt at theorizing about the carbon dating and all these levels and all that. I think that is easily debunked, and it has been by so many. You know, true. Believing, you know, uh, you know, scientists who aren't just trying to prove disprove God, and so. But with that being said, I believe the Earth is about six thousand years old. You can believe millions. I'll go with you there if you want to believe some kind of gap theory or something. Fine. So at least six thousand years ago, before the beginning of the Earth, before the creation of the Earth, God picked you. He picked me. When I came across that truth, that led me to one understanding that if he picked me, then he had a plan for me. He had a reason for me. I'm not an accident. Doesn't matter how I got here. Doesn't matter the mistakes or the mishaps or the unfortunate things that transpired that helped me come out of the victim mentality that I lived in. It helped me realize, wait a minute, God picked me. He planned me as a purpose. He has a reason for me. you got to get a hold of this. And I love that in the movie when Emmett realizes, <gasps> I'm not just a drone. I actually can do something. I actually can accomplish something. I actually can bring something good to this earth. I was made for such a time as this. Friend, when young people, back in the day when we were youth pastors, when they got a hold of this truth, they didn't need drugs anymore. They didn't need sexuality anymore. They didn't need to run and chase all these political things anymore. They realized, God made me. And God has a plan for me. Do you understand that in your life? Do you understand that He picked you? That He chose you? You could have been born in the 1800s. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that, fellas, with your wigs on? Come on now. Ladies, with your big old hoop skirts. We, you and I could have been in another era of country. We could have been another uh, part of the world. I, I visit many parts of the world. I see, we don't even really understand poverty in the United States. I've seen abject poverty in Haiti and in the Amazon regions and Africa. Oh my goodness, we have been given such an opportunity in life. But he picked us, he chose us, he put us on this planet right here, right now and he has a plan and a purpose for us. Here's the third thing that I would teach you that when you and I don't know our creator, we'll be powerless to stand against lies. In this movie, in the Lego movie, the businessman is lying and telling everybody that this is the good thing, this is good. We gotta freeze everybody, this is good. It's not bad, it was a lie. And there was a group of people that realized that. And can I just tell you something? There are so many lies. We live in the United States there's this thing called the American dream. The American dream. And what that American dream, it has been it has been, it, it has been captured and held hostage from the original dream. Do you know what the original American dream was? Men and women laid down their lives so that their children and grandchildren could move to a place, to a land where they could worship freely their god where they weren't under a dictator anymore, where they could have their own opinions. But it was all because a land of the free and a home of the brave. And God we put our trust where they could serve their God. And that thing has morphed now into the American dream. Is can you get a bigger house and nicer clothes and more prosperity. And I'm telling you, we're more miserable than we've ever been chasing after this, climb the corporate ladder, be the top of the scale, have more money, have more safety, have more stuff. That's become the American dream and as a result of that, the real American dream that's been now taken hostage and, and, and switched for a lie, I see so many people that are just, they're just disappointed. They're disappointed in life no matter how much they have. Some of the richest people I know are some of the most miserable people I know because they've chased after the lie they, they lived the lie. They didn't know there was anything else. And Frank, can I tell you something? When you come into relationship with your Creator, you all of a sudden have an understanding that it doesn't matter how much money I do or don't have, that my ha- my life is safe in the palm of His hand, that when this whole thing is over, I will. Sh- he has prepared a place for me, a mansion for me, where He pays His streets with gold, and where He has a cattle on a thousand hills, where there's no suffering and no pain and no difficulty. Frank, can I tell you something? Don't believe the lie. Jump into right relationship with the living God, Jesus Christ has made a way for us to come to the Father. And what I love about this whole picture in this Lego movie is that by the end of it, by the end of it, every one of the lies have been exposed. And Emmett, who's just been trying to trying to do his best, all of a sudden becomes the hero of the movie as he's able to help everyone else get out of the brokenness and stop Mr. Business from destroying everybody. I'll tell you something, the Creator has a plan for you. You're not an accident. There are lies out there that you don't have to believe in. And only when you and I come into a proper relationship with the Creator will we understand these truths. In fact, can I point you to Psalms 139? Look at Psalms 139. I want to close out with this with this passage of Scripture. The psalmist wrote it like this. I'm going to read you a bunch of verses from verse 1 to 17. Psalms 139, O oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. Who knows everything about me? Not my wife. The Lord does. You know when I sit or stand. When far away, you know my every thought. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment, you know where I am. You know that I am going to say what I'm going to say before I even say it. You both proceed and follow me and place your hand of blessing on my head. Verse 6, this is too glorious, too wonderful to believe. I can never be lost to your spirit. I can never get away from my God. If I go up to the heaven, you are there. If I go down to the place of the dead, you are there. If I ride the morning winds or the, to the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me. Your strength will support me. I, if I try to hide in the darkness, the night becomes light around me. For even darkness cannot hide from God. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are both alike to you. Verse 13, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit them together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Come on, ladies. He's talking about y'all. Wonderfully complex. It is amazing to think about. Your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. You were there when I was being formed in utter seclusion." You saw me before I was born, and you scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. How precious it is, Lord, to realize that you are thinking about me constantly. I can't even count on how many times a day your thoughts turn toward me. And when I awaken in the morning, you are still thinking of me, your God loves you. He created you. He has a purpose and a plan for you. I promise you that you do not have to get caught up in the lies of this old wicked world on what is valuable, what is worth, what is what is what is uh, what what is you need to seek after. But you can seek the Lord, and He will reveal truth to you about you. He will help you understand your identity, your purpose. He will break off all the lies that you are a mistake, that you're an accident, that you're not good enough. Only in coming in a deep relationship with my Creator? Have I gotten past the the fear that I'm a failure, that I've gotten past the, the lies that, you know, I was an accident, and so therefore my life doesn't have value? Friend, can I tell you something? If the King of kings and the Lord of lords Took time to knit you in your mother's womb, to know your inner parts. And friend, you better understand you are valuable. You are not an accident. You are not a failure. And He does not look at you and say, you know what, I don't want you here anymore. He made you, He created you, He placed you here for such a time as this. You and I have a purpose and a reason. And the more we dive into that, the more fulfillment we'll find in life, the more joy that we'll live up, the peace that we'll have when all the world around us is swirling out of control and everyone's hating each other. And fighting with each other, we'll be able to stand in peace because we know that we're in the palm of our creator, that he holds us tight to his heart and to his chest. And he looks at us and he says to us, I love you. You are mine. I created you. I have a plan for you and you will never run away from me because I hold you close. Friend, this is the confidence that I live in. This is the confidence that I want you to have. I want to take a moment. I want to pray for everyone who's watching with me online here, everyone who's engaging with me. And I know that your heart is stirred because my heart is stirred. I'm, I'm just remembering just these last two years and how difficult it's been. And I just know, I just know that the enemy, Mr. Business, has been trying to get us away from a deep relationship with our Creator, but not so. Thank God that He made us and He has a plan for us and revealing that plan right now. I want you to bow your heads and I want to pray over you. Let's take a second. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us. Thank you for calling us and giving us a purpose. Now, as you keep your head bowed for just a moment, I I, I sense that many of you are confused about what am I doing with my life? Am I living the purpose that God has for me? Am 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 I in step with what God had planned for my life? I've been there. And I, wanted you, I want you right where you're at, I want you to just say to the Lord, say, Lord, help me be clear on the plans that you have for me, the purpose that I'm supposed to be living out. I want you to connect with your creator for a moment right here, right now in this holy moment. And I'm going to ask Jesus to just reveal if you've gotten away from the plan, the purpose, if you've gotten frustrated. Listen, if you started believing those lies again, that's because you disconnected from the creator. If you are If you're confused about your identity, I'm telling you, that's because you got disconnected from the Creator. Father, we pray right now a fresh connection with you. We pray, Lord God, that you would transform us, Lord God, into your image, and that there be clarity right now in Jesus' name for every man and woman that's online with me right now, a clarity what they're supposed to be doing what how you've gifted them how you've made them and how they lord god are forever safe in the palm of your hands now i want you to just wherever you're at standing sitting and hopefully you're not driving but i want you to keep your eyes closed for a moment and i want to pray for anyone who might say pastor i got to be honest if i died today i wouldn't go to heaven you know i i don't have a connection with my creator i I, i'm not only am i purposeless but i am I'm, i'm 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 hurting on the inside, and I recognize it's because I just don't know God. Friend, I've been there, and I want you to know the Bible is very clear that if you will humble yourself and call to Him, He will come to you. In fact, Jesus said, if you want to be my followers, if you want to be with me, He said, then confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus, He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that He says that He'll cleanse us and forgive us of all unrighteousness. And so today, if that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer of repentance. You say, I need God in my life. I need to repent. I want to be right with Jesus. Then I want to lead you in a prayer of repentance. And here's here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray this out with me from the depths of your heart. Say it like this. Say, Jesus, today, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I recognize that I've sinned against you. And I ask you now to forgive me. I accept what you did on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. I give myself completely to you. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Thank you that my name is in your book of life. And I promise to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. May your life never be the same. I'm praying for you that you would have continued engagements with your Creator that as you grow in God, those of you that are calling on Him maybe for the first time or coming back to Him, I promise you from this point forward, God's going to start revealing purpose to you. He's going to start encouraging you. The lies that have been attacking your mind are going to lose their power. Stay connected with your Creator. If you're not in a good local church and you're just kind of, you know, found us somewhere online, we'd love to connect with you more here at Hill City. All you have to do is contact us. You'll see contact information here in the little box below. Also in the chat box, shout out to us if you've been uh, hanging out with us and a member of Hill City. We want you to know we love you. We bless you. Have a great week, and I can't wait to see you next week.